Christian Zionists believe that the modern state of Israel is a result of biblical prophecy. It centers around the idea that 4,000 years ago, God promised the land to the Jews, who will rule until Jesus' return to Jerusalem and the time of the rapture. Christian Zionists believe all Christians will be saved, while everyone who doesn't convert to Christianity will be sent to hell. Christian Zionists believe that God will only support those who support Israel. They believe they are not only curbing anti-Semitism, but contributing to the salvation of the world and the completion of God's redemptive plans. But to keep it real, it provides a map for the future and major world control. This is a very complex and deep issue where parts of the religion is ignored for political gain and parts of politics are ignored to fulfill the theology. Which brings me to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. In a nutshell, this is the world's longest-running and most controversial conflict. At its heart, it is between two self-determined movements, the Jewish Christian Zionists and the Palestinian Nationalist Project, who both lay claim to the same territory, which is described as the Holy Land. Included in this territory is the West Bank. Israel gets much media attention, sympathy, and support from the Trump administration, and it is Palestinian Christians and Jews who challenge this dominant narrative. But because of the powers that be, the Palestinians don't have a real voice or any media reach. And let's not forget it was Nixon who assured the Israeli Prime Minister that he was extremely sympathetic to Israel, which really sealed the deal for his presidency. The Trump administration makes policy and manages the federal government through the combined efforts of two distinct groups. A group of radicalized Christian Zionists who are super rich and the alienated working class families of the United States. In 2014, the Washington Post reported that Sheldon Adelson's strategy for the 2016 presidential race was to support a mainstream candidate capable of winning the presidency. Adelson had one-on-one -on -one meetings with John Kasich, Jeb Bush, Chris Christie, Scott Walker, and Donald Trump. Trump won his support, and on May 13th, Adelson pledged $100 million to the Trump campaign. It was reported in August of 2020 that Trump made a call to Adelson, complaining that he had not done enough for him. After that call, Adelson pledged a $200 million donation. To understand Christian Zionism, you must realize that we are talking about the evangelicals. How many times have you heard Trump talk about the evangelicals? Betsy DeVos, a member of the 88th richest billionaire family in America, is considered an elder of her Christian evangelical megachurch in Michigan. Her brother, Eric Prince, was the CEO of Blackwater, who scored over $2 billion in CIA classified contracts with the Clinton administration through Obama. The New York Times reported that Prince arranged a meeting in May of 2018 with Donald Trump Jr., George Nader, and Joel Zamel, which had to do with Saudi Arabia and Israeli interests. Robert Mercer, an American billionaire who was one of the first researchers and developers of artificial intelligence, was the primary benefactor of the Make America Number One Super PAC. This PAC employed Kellyanne Conway and Steve Bannon. 
Mercer donated $15.5 million to the 2016 presidential campaign. Trump claims to be Presbyterian, which is evangelical. And whether you noticed or not, he caters to the super rich white evangelical base through the U.S. Embassy move to Jerusalem, support for the Israeli annexation of the Golan Heights and the West Bank, and through his choice for vice president, evangelical Mike Pence. Christian Zionism is a very successful but unlikely interfaith movement, but it is pushing forth a shift in nature of government to feel revolutionary when in fact is not. This shift in ideologies has been obscured to ordinary Americans because all of the media sources are essentially edited by the same super rich people who are leading this progress. In 2020, we all know that a faction of the super rich have poured billions of dollars, seen and unseen, to take apart the federal government, take over our local government, and render it as a tool to collect more money from taxpayers for the use of their corporations and agendas. This favored approach creates the hyped crises that permits the transfer of huge sums of money to either prop up or crash the stock market. 9-11 and the coronavirus are the two best representatives of this approach. And over time, these elites bought and cultivated politicians, intellectuals, and talking heads, and used them to convince Americans that government is always harmful and that decriminalization brings freedom. They have marketed entrepreneurialism and sells the idea that anybody who tries to be equally wealthy can be. Very few are able to do this, and most of them do that with the help of their wealthy families' inheritances. This myth, this American dream, is just a lie for the ordinary citizen, you and me. And I believe the super-rich will be cashing in even more with the coronavirus vaccine, contact tracing, immunity passports, and more. I don't think there is any way to stop this train. And this is what I mean when I say President Trump is controlled. I believe he is in over his head now. These elites do not care about policy. All they care about is making a profit at the expense of the world. There are many agendas going on. The Christian Zionist agenda is just one of them. It is important to note that much of this policy is not about Donald Trump himself. Although his political persona is very tough, and narcissistic at times. His demands as president suggest that he has a bravery that we have never seen before. There is no denying that. But the point is not to make Trump look good, but rather to avoid any significant policy debate. Making Trump look foolish is a major part of their strategy. And we do know that the media itself has become such a part of the corporate world that it is not capable of offering any critical analysis of what Trump is trying to do. What we are witnessing today is a tiny handful of the super rich trying to establish a shadow government that makes all actions, executive, judicial, and congressional, a major part of their agenda to promote their own wealth. They are not necessarily the friends of Donald Trump and would throw him under the bus or kill him if it suited their purposes. Many players among the Christian fascists are not covered by the media at all. Citizens have a difficult time figuring out what is really going on. 
Trump is described as the orange bad man in the media and made the target of attack. He is vilified, but the major players among the super rich and the Christian fascists remain virtually unknown to the public and their impact on Trump's policy is completely ignored. The growing power of the Christian fascists, whose mega churches are sprinkled over much of rural and suburban America, can only be understood in the context of the ideological, economic, and social collapse that is taking place across the country. There is no longer any vision for what the United States is and what its purpose should be. And now, post-coronavirus, there is no longer any civil society, no town halls in which citizens meet together for a common purpose. There are no activities that affirm the commitment of citizens to each other or society. All the media is focused on is death, fear, consumption, the cult of oneself, and COVID cures. The coronavirus has led to the destruction of local communities, combined with the destruction of local business, local industry, and local farming by corporations to such a degree that what were once strong communities offering mutual support are now cultural and social deserts. This deep social and economic destruction offers Christian right-wing groups an opportunity to exploit people, especially poorly educated, impoverished whites in rural and suburban areas. The Christian Zionists, especially the evangelicals, establish many churches in these regions that provide the basic need for education, economic opportunity, and a sense of meaning in the lives of these alienated citizens. These megachurches are becoming the effective government for large parts of the country, offering services that no one else will. Many poor whites find they have no option but to join up with these churches to survive economically and spiritually. The churches are run for profit like a McDonald's, and they control carefully what the members are told through teachings at churches and the television that they watch. If you pay attention, you will notice that the attendees are told to support Republicans and to give full support to Donald Trump. They have removed from their teaching all the parts from Christianity about helping the poor and about creating an egalitarian society. In place of charity and grace, the Christian Zionists place an emphasis on preparing for a world war and destruction before the return of Jesus to save them. Christian Zionists believe that the end of the world is coming soon, that things will be biblical. Where have we heard that before? They have promoted the idea of the rapture through movies and TV shows, and only the true Christians will be saved by Jesus. These evangelical Christians, best represented in the Trump administration, are by Mike Pompeo and Mike Pence, who make security policy decisions and then inform Trump of what they have done, believe that the Jews must return to Jerusalem, establish a powerful Israel there, and build a third temple in Jerusalem, and await the end days. For them, the destruction of humanity is not only guaranteed, but it is something to be welcomed. They believe that when Jesus returns to save them, the Jews who were necessary to build the temple to fulfill scripture will not be saved. Rather, although they serve their purpose, Jews and Israel specifically will be tossed into hell because they do not accept Jesus. The most powerful Christian Zionist faction supported by these churches is a group known as Christians United for Israel. 
Christians United for Israel claims a membership of 7 million, larger than any Jewish organization. This group also claims that Christians have a biblical obligation to defend Israel. Christians United for Israel is run by John Hagee, the most powerful leader among the Christian Zionists and a visible figure in right-wing politics. Hagee runs a megachurch in Texas, and he uses this Christian Zionist network to take in funding and push a clearly defined ideology among his followers. He pushes for world war on every front, working closely with the far right in Israel. His global evangelism television, GETV, is the main source for news for most of these Christians. As a news source that glorifies war, that declares all enemies of Israel the enemies of God, and that suggests that a world war focused on Israel is necessary to bring Jesus back for the rapture, is actually a deeply disturbing source of propaganda. It should be noted that Hagee works closely with Zionist billionaire Sheldon Adelson. As far as policy, their closest ally is Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State. Pompeo has been promoted in politics because of his support from these Christians, and he has been absolutely loyal to them. In my opinion, Trump is becoming increasingly a prisoner of their network. It is also my belief this group wishes for Trump's resignation so Pence will take over. It is also my belief they have control over Attorney General William Barr and members of the Supreme Court. The greatest challenge in the United States today is not responding to the specific actions of Donald Trump or Mike Pompeo. The current pattern promoted by the corporate media is the constant encouragement of staying mad at Trump, calling him a racist and a narcissist. And in return, Trump yells fake news, even though he knows his people are behind it. I believe that we are facing not only a religious war, but are in desperate need of an alternative ideology. We need a formation of institutions with shared sense of values. We need smaller government and more community. We need to break down and eliminate these religious organizations and realize the real damage they are doing. And if we don't, the Christian Zionist movement will only grow stronger. When we think about the mark of the beast and what it is, you have to understand that this could be a trick by the Zionists. Have you ever stopped to wonder that maybe this is a test? For they provide the mark and those who take it deserve to die. Based on their reformed modern beliefs and their stretching of religious dogmas to this scenario would not shock me. I know most YouTube channels that discuss Trump are pro-Trump or pushing the Q narrative, but they just don't go deep enough. You can analyze Trump's press conferences all day and night. You can analyze the insanity of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, but people fail to search for who they are backed by. When you really look deep into Trump and you see how deeply rooted his backers are, it is easy to see how he was able to do many positive things prior to coronavirus because the evangelicals supported these ideas. Is Christian Zionism bad? That is up to you to decide. Whenever people hear me say that, they immediately call me a conspiracy theorist or crazy. The Trump supporters are the hardest to break right now. Many have been conditioned by Q for years believing the swamp is being drained, hanging on to far-right news stories and focusing on the election. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but this goes beyond the election. No matter who quote-unquote wins, the world is changing. Some people do believe this is the end times prophecy, 
and accepting these new norms is accepting the mark of the beast. And before I go, let me ask you one question. Do you think the Christian Zionists who so strongly believe in the rapture and the end time revelations prophecy will be accepting this mark themselves? I'll leave you with that to do your own critical thinking. Until then, stay safe out there and don't stop questioning the world around you.